Welcome to episode 14 of the Australian Athletic Podcast. Today we have Christian Woodford on and he's got plenty, plenty of good knowledge to give you guys. So please listen in and enjoy the show. I'll be honest, I had a bunch of questions lined up. And then I listened to the Athletes Authority podcast last week, and I pretty much threw them all out the window. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you now, want to elaborate on that? All right. So I was pretty much going to ask how your journey in SNC started, but you know yeah. what? Actually, let's kick it off from there. Why did you choose SNC out of all things? That's a good question, actually. Um, uh, fuck, man. I've always, I've always loved sport. Um, I played cricket and football since I was a kid, since I was young, since I was um, seven, even younger, six, seven, around there. So, you know, for, for me, I've always loved sport. And then I got obsessed with, like, the, the, the training side, the fitness side of it. So you kind of put two and two together, and you start going, well, fuck, you know, like, um, this is something that, you know, I want to do. You know, I'm kind of, I enjoy, I enjoy football, I enjoy cricket, I enjoy the sport behind it. Um so I put that all together. So I'm just going to go outside. Hold on, just two steps. I put I put two and two together, brother, and then kind of like I fell in love with it, man. Like like you fall in love with the process of, or oh, how can you how can you get better at like you know export by training this, you know, by by developing this quality of the gym or on the field. How can I improve my ability to jump, change direction, um, be more conditioned, you know, improve my cognitive performance, you know, stuff like that. I was yeah. obsessed with it. So. No, for me, it's like um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't great at sport, you know, like most, a lot of a lot of what we do, a lot of people, you know, we, we're not that great at sport, but that's what we kind of fall in love with is because we actually, you know, we want to coach athletes, so yeah. kind of, I, and I didn't start coaching athletes, I started just general population, man, just fat loss, fat, um, fat loss, muscle gain, general health and well-being, so that's kind of the reason why I wanted, you know, wanted to get into this industry. Yep, but after, like I said, after listening to that podcast, You've yep. pretty much had the Batman journey for SNC, haven't you? Batman, elaborate on that. Well, you saw that there was a problem in the SNC industry. You go yep. away to America to learn under, I would say, the gospel Joe DeFranco, and then you yep. come back and you're the hero that we all need but we don't deserve. Oh, I appreciate that. That's very nice. Fuck, man. That's nice. Um, listen, man, I saw a gap in the market, man. I'll be honest, and um, I told you know, I look at. Um, all the young kids. I, listen, how, how I kind of thought it was this, brother. There's so many people doing exercise science. Like, so many, man. Like, this is when I started Woodford. Was, I've been doing this 16 years, 15 years. I've been doing Woodford nine years uh, since last month. And there's just so many people doing exercise science, but there was no jobs, man. Like, I was like, man, there's only... Why are they only talking pro sport? This is, man, this is nothing as pro sport. I've, I've done the whole thing of talking, you know, like, fuck, man, I, I don't really care. If you're pro sport, if you're fucking semi-pro if you're amateur weekend or if you train fucking for me it doesn't matter coaching coaching that's the way i look at it and um for some reason uni man they only talk about pro sport and i remember looking at it going on in a second how many people play sport in australia like amateur sport it's massive it's huge semi-pro even professional athletes in the off season what about um what about the sports that don't have the funding that, that can't supply snc coaches what about them the individual sports so for me, I saw massive, massive growth in the private sector. So in 2012, I kind of thought to myself, well, there's a gap here. If I can come back, and I saw the American market, like where you had all these big names, DeFranco, Boyle, Cressy, all these guys ripped, like killing it. 
Um, why couldn't someone do it in Australia? And everyone used to be like, oh, there's no market for it. I'm like, well, that's bullshit because no one's really tried. If you actually come out and, and I use social media as a medium to get my, my word across and I use science and art and I put up, a, you know, I just put up videos and, uh, you know, I started that back in 2012 and fuck, no one was doing it. It was like either a powerlifter, a Olympic lifter, a weightlifter, a crossfitter, strength sports. Now, as you know, brother, we, we train the non-strength sport athlete, you know, so we, we use modalities of that, modified modalities to, to, to stimulate a training response. So I think that um, when I came back, I came back with such a strong focus. Now, listen, if it didn't work, I was always going to go back there. There's more jobs over there. When I say more jobs, more opportunities. Over here, it's fucked. Yeah. And that's nothing against Australia. I'm not bad. I hate when people, you know, you understand this. It's just, there's way, there's not enough jobs, too many people going for it. Wait, we're overqualified and under-experienced. It's so bad, man. Like, you got kids coming out with a master's degree who no doubt, man, they're smart. But they can't coach a hinge. They can't regress it, progress it. They can't even communicate. And I'm like, why are you in coaching? And this is where I see people. And it's like, I see um, young kids like yourself. And I see, well, the reason why I support kids like you is because, how old are you, brother? I'm 27, turning 28 soon. So you're still young. Right? Remember, I'm 35, man. So I've been doing this a long time. So I see kids like you. And I'm like, you know what? Let's get behind them because they're the next batch. And I, the way I see, at least you're having a crack, you're having a good dip. You know, you, you put yourself out there. It takes guts to do that. So let's stop, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to cop. Like, for me, I copped a fair bit, but I'm, I'm stick skin. I don't really give a fuck about that shit. And, yeah, it did affect me later on when I was struggling with my life, but that's a whole other story for, you know, I talk about that in the AA podcast. But, I know, for me, it's like I see a lot of young kids and they don't, they're happy to pot shot people, but not crack it themselves. When you put yourself out there, it, it's hard, especially if you don't have that personality. Not everyone has a personality like myself where you can, you know, put yourself out there. But, you know, companies like yours are always going to be successful because you put yourself out there, you're passionate, you want to learn. I think that's great. So for me, it's like, fuck, I'm going to support it. I'm always going to keep being that guy to be uplifting people and. I'm not going to be that, you know, especially, I'd rather see kids like you win with a degree, with a background, you actually have a fucking background in this, I don't know if you see it in South Australia, but in Victoria, man, we've got people who are just cowboys now, man, like what's flooded the markets, and that, I've got to take responsibility, I take responsibility in a good way, where it's like, shit, I, you know, I, I want, I wanted this to happen, but at the same time, you get people come out with no qualifications, no, nothing at all, it's like, that just looks cool, I'm, I'm going to say I train athletes, but they've got no background in it, so... You've got to still have a background in it, and you still got to know what you're doing. You still got to be passionate about. It. At the same time, there's a lot of people out there who just kind of want to make a buck off it all. It's cool. It's cool to train athletes. You know what I mean? Like it's really cool to train athletes, and um, that's kind of what's happening in Victoria. But saying that though, I'm kind of I'm happy the market has developed around Australia. But at the same time, I still want the right people who are passionate and have have paid the way to to do that so the people get the right service a lot of people are afraid of that criticism especially online i remember though you said 2012 that you started that was my first year of uni and then in the following years after that you're the one that actually had a voice and i honestly looked at that and went first of all i was jealous as hell of the success because i love success too but secondly i'm like maybe there is an actual market in this industry how did you how did you i guess deal with all the negative attention that that was copying as well there's a lot of positive but let's face it the negative ones want to speak out more than the positives um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it is what it is. I guess that people always want to have a crack, man. Like, it's just for me, I don't really... I just feel sorry for a man at the end of the day, man. Like, if they actually got behind me and they were just like, fuck, this guy's doing something good, you know, I would have networked with them. It would have been really good. It would have been completely different. But 
the, the, I think the thing is, it's a lot easier to, to tear someone down to build them up. Um, and hence why, um, I, I, I just, I love seeing, I don't know what it is these days, man. It must be the fart. Like, the, as I'm getting older and I'm just getting more wiser, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? I just want to see the industry. When I, when I finish in this industry, which is a long way away, but when I finish, I want to know I made a fucking difference. And, you know, there's way too many people who sit in the industry and they're so, they've got a scarcity mindset. They're so worried about losing their jobs. They belittle the young guys coming up. That's the most, and these guys are grown men. And I talk about, I talk about this in the AA podcast. These are grown men who belittle younger kids. It's like, you're pathetic, man. But man, what, all we can do is move forward. And like, um, you've got to be able to take that criticism and not let it affect you, but at the same time, what you need to do is you can't just be in an echo chamber where just listen to the same people. You still need to be able to take criticism and grow, but not stupid criticism where it's just negative all the time, where it's like they're only doing it just because they're, because they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's got to be proper criticism. It might be something like someone gives you criticism on business and you take it on board, you learn from it, you get better. It might be a coaching, anything, as long as it's constructive. I have no issue with constructive criticism from people I respect, but just from criticism for the sake of criticism, brother, it's just useless. And as I said to you, um, I've watched your business, um, you know, in the last few months, I've followed you, and um, how do you say your name, brother? Mi- uh, how do you say your name? People call me Mickey. Mickey, but how do you say your name? Miroslav. Miroslav. Yugoslavian? Uh, former Yugoslavia, Serbian background. Fuck yes, I love Serbs. <laughs> I train a Serb, he's off his fucking dial. But I love that. Serbians, man, Serbians are loyal. They're, they're full-on men. They're, they're passionate loyal. people, aren't they? Passionate man, fucking nuts. Bro, you go to Serb, you go to Serb country, they're not dealing with this shit right now, man. Man, you do this to Serbian people, it's done within a week. Because all they do is they stick together and they're fucking loyal. Look at Australians, man. We're fucked, man. Like fucking ratting on our next door neighbours. Who fucking... You do, you do that in Serbia, you get cut up, bro. <laughs> Serbians, man, the Serbian culture's good. And I know this because my mate's Serbian. And he tells me all the time, oh, fuck, I want to go back then. Probably... Uh, he won't go back because of work, but fuck, man, I know for a fact. Like, you look at ser- the Serbian the culture, it's it's loyalty, their passion, they stick together. So, Mick, yep. so it's Mickey, they call you Mickey. Yeah. So, if you watch, watch your business, and I, I've kind of watched it, is the development of just, like, um, putting yourself out there and then being you know, a younger coach who's growing. Um, and the market, what's going to happen, brother, is the market is only going to get bigger. So, if you're doing it now... And you stick at this 10 years, you'll be massive. But you've got to want to stick at it for 10 years, bro. you got to go through the shit. And you, you know already how hard it is. You've got a center. You, you know, i got respect for you off the bat. Anyone who's willing to fucking put yourself out there and sign that dotted line on the fucking lease, you got my respect. I don't give a fuck who you are, man. It takes balls to do that. You know that. It's hard. Bulls come in every fucking month. They don't stop, do they? They don't. They come in every day, let alone every month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Day exactly every fucking day. So, Mickey, you gotta you gotta keep moving forward. You know, I think that's what yeah, I got respect for anyone. So, for me, um, motivating you. You know, I'm sure there's kids in South Australia, around Australia, right now, looking at you, saying, "Hey, I want to be the next Mickey. I want to open up. Um, what's your gym called? It's Australian um, Athletic Centre. Athletic Centre. I want to open up Australian Athletic Centre, like similar to that ilk." So that, you know, it's not just me, you know, it's everyone, you know, the next generation, the next generation. For me, it's like, okay, I started this, but that doesn't matter for me. I don't really give a fuck. It's more about, I've inspired you, Mickey. Now, Mickey, you're going to inspire the next group. And, you know, I know you've got coaches as well. They're going to inspire. So 
for me, it's it, it's um it's good to watch. I'm enjoying this right now. I think we're in a good place. I won't and make I you repeat too much of what you talked about in Athletes Authority podcast because yeah. honestly, that was a cracker. But what yeah. was the biggest lesson that you learned from, I guess, opening multiple facilities? Oh, mate, what a fucking head fuck that is. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Listen, what, listen. I would say young kids like yourself, um, just nail one. For fuck's sake, nail one. Don't do get into debt like I got into, and then you get blown smoke up your ass, and they, you know people have vested interests. Uh, people come to your life, and then... They've always got different motives. And I didn't realise that because back when I was younger, there was no one to go off. We didn't have a Joe DeFranco like in America. I was just like going off my... I was the main one doing it. So I had no idea. I'm thinking to myself, fuck, this is going to explode. And I have people gassing me up, gassing me up, gassing me up. And um, I just think that the best thing, that, the advice I can give anyone out there is, um, is don't have multiple, just have one singular and nail that one centre. Make it the best centre you can make it have systems and structures and how you like to set up what you know what do you guys believe in what is your methodologies what is your systems and everyone's on the same page you know so at woodford right now we have oh god give or take seven eight nine ten fifth well fuck man we've got a lot of staff i've probably got 12 staff right every single staff member at woodford 12 of the staff members we're all on the same page for you guys, Australian Athletic Centre, you guys should all be on the same page. This is what we're working towards. At the end of the day, Mickey, the buck stops with you. You're the fucking guy. You're the one when shit goes down and you have to pay it, man, not anyone else. I don't know if, you, if you've got a business partner at Woodford. You know, at the end of the day, I'm the majority shareholder. Um, it used to be me and my old man. Then my old man got out, thank God. <laughs> thank God he got out because our relationship would be fucked up. It's me and my mate. And we, you know, he's a minority shareholder, very, very small. So the other day, I'm the main shareholder. So when all shit goes downhill, it's on me, like you, Mickey. So for everyone out there, make sure you take accountability and responsibility, but at the same time, just nail that one centre. Have a really good one centre. Don't have multiple. It's a waste of your time. And also, I'm telling you what's going to happen. It's going to be a head fuck from the start. The only way that works, brother, is if you um, get people in who invest. So example would be... Um, Let's say, for example, I think Australian Athletic Centre, someone comes to you, um, hey, I want to own one, um, and they put in of their own money, bro, their own money, let's say, for example, arbitrary 100 grand, I guarantee you that centre will do well. Why? They've put down their money. But from there, then you've got to have your own, then you've got to have the structure. So, same structure, same setup as the other one, and they've got to be quality control and all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Now, that- since you go off that, I'll ask. Is a franchisable SNC model possible in Australia? Yeah, 100%. I reckon, I reckon there's certain people who could do it. I wouldn't do it because I know the head fuck that it is. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead doing it. You could offer me half a million, I still wouldn't do it. Um, just because um, I've talked to Carl about this from Athletes Authority. It just, it, look, I think it could work. But man, the person who does it has to have a lot of backing behind them, a lot of money, man. You've got to have a lot of money behind you, and I mean a lot of equity, and I mean millions. Yeah, look, look, is it possible? Yes. The person who does it has to have millions of equity, a lot of money, and they're going to have a lot. Of, they're going to have a background in, um, uh, for, in law. In, when I say law, in, in in law of how to set up a business properly. Well, look at me. I'm just a fucking young kid who fucking was 25, 26, 27. I was around your age when I really started kicking. Oh, maybe even younger, 27, it kicked off. But I was 28 when I was when I was had four of them. It just wasn't um, not feasible, brother. Not 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 feasible for me. It's just way too stressful. But if someone could do it and they had back it, yeah. 
But fuck, man, I couldn't think of anything fucking worse. That's me. <laughs> just it's way too much. You make more money off one. It's just a head fucking. You get all these staff, bro, who are there for the wrong reasons. Like, I had fucking at one stage 52 staff. Yeah. And I reckon 42 of them just didn't give off all they cared about with themselves. But that could be an issue where well, I was bad management. It could have been me. So I'm going to look at myself first as well. But at the same time, I'm glad I gave people um, uh, paid work. Like, fuck, how hard is to get paid work in SNC? It's fucking hard. But I'm glad I opened that, 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 that area up to paid work. You train good athletes. I mean, fuck. But at the same time, man, um, I wouldn't do it. But I'm sure there might be someone out there who wants to do it. And that's great for the industry because it will explode. But I don't want them to cheapen our profession. Like, don't cheapen out where it's a cheap model for it. Um, you look at America, Cressy's got two, I think two or three, and Boyle's got two. And I think they regret it. Or I'm pretty sure they, they're not, uh, they'd rather one, two. Just so look at Mike Young's massive facility. Yeah. Well, Mike Young, yeah, he's got a big one. Yeah, big. And he's only got the single location, but my God, it's a big facility. Big, big facility. Yeah, you could do. I reckon that. I reckon that's the way to go. Personally, I think that's the way to go. But everyone's different. Everyone's going to have their own um, opinion on that stuff. Now, with that size of a location, oh, sorry, that size of a building, is there a location in Victoria? Is there a location in South Australia that is actually feasible in terms of a rent system, or like uh, as a leasing? Um. Look, probably, maybe, um, you have to find the right... Another thing is areas, everything as well. If you areas. get too close to the city, it's expensive, but no one's willing to travel. Well, who the fuck's going to travel? Yeah, well, who's going to travel? That's another thing. So, um, it's um, it's just kind of understanding your market. At the end of the day, bro, I'll tell you something. If you have a good service, this is what I've worked out at Woodford, right? I've got people come from interstate. I've got people come from four hours away, so it's like an eight-hour round trip, right? I'll tell you something. If the service is good, right? If the service is good, people will come. And that's all I know. If you, if, if, if people come, if, you, if you've got a good service and it's a high-level coaching service and you get... At the end of the day, people come for results. And that's what they want. They want results. If you can get them results, you know, at the end of the day, if you get them results, people, people will come. That's yeah. how I look at it anyway. Yeah. And there's but, other ways to get your outreach aside from just having more facilities or bigger facilities. There's online models. There's online training. You can still deliver a quality service. So you just have to be flexible in terms of the way you deliver it. And I'm sure COVID's made you do that even more. Well, yeah, fuck. You have to, you have to adapt to the times. COVID's um, fucked it for um, a lot of us, especially in Victoria. You guys have been pretty good at having hit hard, but fuck, we've been fucked on. We're still in lockdown, bro. It's just uh, it's ridiculous. We're, we're lucky we can trade. We train athletes, yeah. but we, 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 we're lucky. But how many other gyms? I think a lot of gyms will fail now. Um, that big box, big chain gym shit, not going to work now post-COVID. Um, we're lucky we're, we downsized as well, but then we're, our membership's boomed. So, fuck, I don't know, man. We're probably going to... We've got another year at this lease here, this one. Um, we might... If we're, if we're going to do it, we'll probably... I'll look six months... In six, Next year, halfway through the year, probably even sooner, probably I'd say April. Um, see, we're gonna see where we're at, and we'll probably get a little bit bigger, not much more, not much more, maybe a little bit bigger, and then just kind of um uh, go from there. But um, you have to adapt, man. You got to adapt to the times. Um, and you, I think online training model, if you if it's done right, um, it's a good model. If it's done wrong, it's it's absolutely crap. There's plenty of wrong ones out there that unfortunately are successful. It's about still being able to deliver the quality that you could in person, which is difficult. And I don't think it's been done just yet to the scale that we need it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think that if you can, 
the model, if you can get the model right and the, the quality's good, it's very hard to do because remember, we're in that people business which is about communication, relationship building. Coaching's people, you know? This is where I don't understand where people go, oh, you know, fucking, I'll lift it online, you know? Our job is coaching in person, getting the best out of them. You can do it. I just don't think it's at the level um, that's obviously as good as one-on-one, but some people can't do that. And you're not going to, at the end of the day, if you're a business owner, you're not going to say no to, like we charge, uh, give or take, I think $69.95 online per week. I think I'm charging $100.105 or some shit like that. I don't know what it is, but some of that, we still need to give a good, a good service and people um, people can't um, come down to Woodford or can't come down to the Australian Athletic Centre, something like that, they still, we still want to offer them a good service where they're still going to be a part of it. Maybe they come down once a month when they're available and then they get coaching. It's, that's still a model you can look at where you can gain um, extra avenues of revenue. I think a lot of people don't understand is now you call business and then have multiple streams of revenue. That's where I look at it anyway. What do you see the future for Woodford in that case? Um, uh, shit, man. Let's say, let's say the uh, next five years, what do you want to do? Oh, next five years, shit. I want to get a, I've told this to a lot of people. I think because of my networks in America with DeFranco, with Phil DeRue, with Mike Boyle now, I've got a good enough network. Well, I want to take. I want to get a good piece of the American market. It's going to be hard because I'm Australian, but I've always said I can do it. Um, I've already been asked to talk to America with um, DeRue. And um, when DeRue was setting up, um, Phil DeRue's um, Poirier strength coach, he's very well known in the um, MMA conditioning scene. Um, they've already started to ask me to come over and do talks. Like, um, at, at, they do a lot of summits over there, so I've already been starting to integrate over there. So I believe I can get there. Once I'm there, that's the market. I, I really want to take a piece of that market. I really Australian market is small, um, but it's still good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, I see myself with um, the Franco and Ball and doing talks with them. Um, I'm good. Uh, I believe I'm good enough to do it. Um, it's just kind of making enough networks and seeing at it. Like I'm. Um, doing a workshop with Phil DeRue. We're working out for the latter part of next year where it's MMA around Australia. And then we'll go to America. So it's just kind of integrating the American market, which was huge. And that's big for Australian SNC as well because I want to put us on the map. If we get, if, I, if we put us on the map, man, then more people know about us. It's bigger. That's what I want. Well, we're known for the sports science sector, but we're not known for the SNC sector anywhere but, near the amount nah, that America is. Nah, but that's what I want. You know, I yep. want to come back. You know, I want us to... We should be on the map. We're just as good. It's just that we're mainly main known for sports science. Man, but sports science won't get you jobs. You know what gets no. us jobs? Athlete coaching. <laughs> yep. That's what gets us jobs. So I want I want to go over there. You know, I still want to make net. I go there once. A, well, because of COVID, I haven't. But normally it's once every two years I go there. Um, I've got to go on... Uh, Go back over there, go back onto Franco's podcast, network with Joe, go back over there to Phil DeRue's podcast, go see Mike Boyle because he said um, he wanted me to come. Well, I asked him if I could come over. He said, yeah, it's fine. So he's going to take me for a tour. So keep building my networks like that. And from there, um, hopefully, Mickey put us, the Australian guys, on the map. So for the rest of us, I want to help us as much as possible to say, fuck, we, we, can, go on, we can go on the map of Australia and say, fuck, Australia's got good coaches. But what you said, we're mainly, for, we're, we're mainly known for S&C. I want to be known for athlete development because there's more man, there's more money in that. What I really want, though, is to get the stage where junior athlete development is seen as just important as the, as the skill itself. So you guys have, let's say, for example, the Australian Athletic Centre has... Eights, nines, tens, elevens, twelves, you're flooded with kids. Where the money, bro, where it's all happening, in my opinion, I've said this for fucking years, it's going to happen, is junior athlete development. Your business model, yours, will be 50% juniors within the next 10 years. I guarantee it. I don't know if what it is so far, but I'm telling you right now, 50% juniors. It's all happening, man. The, ju- the parents are starting to switch on. The money's all in juniors. 
so you have like a junior athlete develop. We just we hired a guy last week just to focus on our junior program. That's how big I believe junior program will be. And I'm starting to see trends. The trends all changing at juniors. I think parents okay. and kids are picking up the fact that there is money in sport. There is more opportunities for males, females yeah. to actually make a career out of something in Australia. So they're going to invest in their bodies so they can stay healthy and continue playing to potentially sign that contract with the national, if not international club. Yeah, well, that's the, the money. Um, uh, yeah, the, mon- the money's just getting bigger and bigger. You look at AFLW, bro. Like, look at... Um, you know, the AFL, AFLW, NBL, um, you know, baseball, the money's getting bigger. So they're realizing it now. And I always said, I started to see trends, you know, even if you ask me as much as, you know, nine years ago, look at my early podcast, I exactly said what would happen. Yep. I said it and, and it happened. I know I see trends. It was a long time, man. I see trends. I know what's going to happen. Um, I believe the next thing is that junior market. Hence why we hired a guy to specifically um, focus on our junior market. I believe our... our Right now, we're 50% um, rehab, um, 50% um, athletic development. We're going to flip it. I believe what will happen will be, um, will be 50, well, me, my company will always be 50% rehab with our physio, um, osteo. We've just hired a, a nutritionist to work two days a week. Um, we've hired a full-time, uh, sorry, a guy who will start off two days a week doing our junior program as well. That, that they're all going to go full-time. So I believe that... Um, our junior market will be heavily at Woodford and a rehab market, and the athlete development, the you know, for the the older adults, or what you call them, the general, you know, just um, general athletes, um, it's still going to be high, but not as high as the junior market. I think the junior market will be the biggest, just because um, people are switching on to it, the parents, and they're realising you can make a career and you can make money out of it. So I think that's a big market where everyone should start looking at. Honestly, you said that you started out just PTing the average Joe or even just kids. That's where you got to start from, man. And you never know what kind of networks you're going to build from there. And then who knows, you might be owning your facility one day from the people you first started with because that network just grew. Oh, man, fucking 100%. People don't. You don't have to train a pro athlete from day one. You do not. Oh, mate. I could go on for these years, bro. This is just... I don't know what it is, bro, but it's like almost the unis pump the kids out to believe they, 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 they like it's like their 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 right to train professional athletes from day one. It's like you're you're so good, you deserve it. You you know, it's like no, 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 no. You just start. I don't understand why you don't just start in general pop like I did. A lot of people did. I don't know what the big deal is. It's like you don't. I reckon it, to me, the reason why is because the unis fill everyone's head with this bullshit that it's the golden, like, it's like the it's like the the peak of the pinnacle of professional trained pro athlete. I'll give you an example. My mate, when my mate was in undergrad, this is a hilarious story, he was, he, he, he was like, got an internship with um, an AFL team as a bottom eight, like a second year at uni, huge. And we're like, oh, tell us what it's like. And I remember him coming back first week being like, it's nothing like what I thought it would be in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he used to think, oh, this is going to be great. And I remember he worked there, pro sport for fucking, and look, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's even worse now post-COVID. Because the AFL, I'll give you an example, the AFL have a cap on um, their spending. So the main person who gets all the cap is the high-performance manager. The rest of them, you get a, man, you get a wage you can't live. Like my mate was on, was, first of all, he's working 80 hour weeks. There's no work-life balance. And the second thing is you're a dime a dozen. Like you, you just get, you're expendable. Yeah. They see you that way. That's how it is. You got no, and that's, I say to people, you can build a great career in the private sector and make 80, 90, 100K and work 30 hour weeks. Like if it's a good business, 
No, you can you can work 25, 20 hours a week to make good money. That's if you've got people under you. But let's say if you just want to coach, right? You know, you can make 60, 70, 80 grand off 30 hours a week. You know, my guys are making good money, money like that, off 30 hour weeks. Not even, I don't reckon, fucking these days. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's good money, bro. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people still, oh, you know, I want to work pro sport. And it, it takes them a few years and they get to 26 and making no money. I'm like, oh, fuck, well, what's the point? Of, what is the point of doing an undergrad degree, a master's, five years of tertiary study, and still not be paid a cent for your profession? And like, being debt you... for your hex. Oh, man, that's... And, uh, hey, and exactly, it being debt, it makes no sense, man. I, I don't get it. Oh, man, I met people who were at AFL clubs for three years for free and thinking the AFL club are going to be loyal. There's a newsflash for you. They don't give a fuck about you, bro. Like, I feel sorry for these people that they, they think that, but um, a lot of these people, they, um, they're happy to sit around and bag out places like yours and mine, Mickey, but not, not, uh, but, not, but not willing to do anything about the industry, not willing to move the industry forward. The way I see it is, people like yourself and myself who are willing to move the industry forward. We, we offer jobs, but we've done more for the industry than most people in their, their entire life in the industry. But people don't see that because they're like, oh, but... He works at Pro Sport. He's got a professional jump on. He's got a logo. You know, for me, that's they all they do is they're just pro, pro projecting their insecurities on other people, being like, "Oh, but I work Pro Sport. That that makes me better than everyone." It doesn't. Most of the time, a lot of people work Pro Sport aren't better than anyone. It's just because they're they're willing to put up with the bullshit. They're most. That's not to say that's everyone. There's a lot of very good practitioners in Pro Sport. Yeah. But um, what I'm trying to say is. Stop looking at pro sport being their be on end all. Start looking at every coaching opportunity, every even for the the, the if you can coach a sixty year, sixty old year mother to hinge, you'll be able to coach an athlete with decent motor control who might have better mobility. Do it with a sixty year old first. Learn how to coach to progress, communicate. Then do it with the athlete, and then you've got respect. Then you, then, then you then you in my opinion you earn the right to coach athletes because you have more of a respect to understand how to do it. Because then you then you don't take it for granted. Too many people take this for granted. You know, I did. I did. You know, I was doing um, uh, general population for eight years before I even coached athlete. So for me, it's like I earn the right. That's how I look at it. But too many people don't want to earn the right to do it. And yeah. I just think that it, it doesn't just happen like that. You just got to earn the right. Get skin in the game, and you you yeah. don't know how far your career can actually go. Oh mate, fuck skin the game's huge. Yeah. Now, the amount of people who just talk. It's like just exactly what you said. Put skin in the game. If you get skin in the game, it's fucking fair enough, man. Yep. Skin in the game. Yeah, I respect that. Just it takes it just takes balls to do that, man. Put yourself out there. Do a post. Um, uh, do a post. What what what's your methods? What's your systems? What do you believe in? You do that. You know, then you got my respect. And it, for anyone, because you got skin in the game. That's how I see it anyway. My man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Beautiful man. Thanks, thanks, Mickey. I really appreciate it. And um, keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep um. Keep moving forward. You're doing good things over. And also, I'll, um, with Sean, I've been meaning to go over to South Australia to do a workshop. So when I do a workshop, I'll come come check your gym out as well and um, promote you guys and check out because you're in a good facility. You've got good staff working for you. So keep nah. doing your thing. Peak's doing great things too, man. Sean Bakes an absolute beast. If we're going to have you along for <laughs> there, He's man, that'll be amazing. <laughs> He's a legend, man. He's a legend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Nah, dude. All the best of luck for the final, hopefully, few weeks, if not a month of COVID. And then hopefully you guys will be out of it and uh, being able to train even more athletes, man. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that, man. Thanks. Done, brother. Thanks for listening yeah. in, guys.